Okay. Welcome to the first ever Ask Adam podcast here at The Bridge online and for your convenience. I would like to know before we get started a little bit more about Ask Adam, how it got started, whose idea was it? I think there's some history behind it. Well, it was something that we used to do on certain Wednesday night services. I'm here with my assistant, Jessica Heilman, and uh, I, I believe it was your idea first. Kind of, I thought we used you to do did a something back night. in uh, Livermore or something where they would ask Adam or... Well, I would preach for a gentleman, Gary Mortera in San Leandro, and on Wednesday nights, they, their first 20 minutes, they would do Ask a Pastor a Question, oh. and I always thought that was kind of clever. And it could be a myriad of things from church history to church trivia to how the church is run or what's it like being a pastor, you know, in their life type of thing. I thought it was kind of fun. And then we started doing it here and it got very popular. And now we wanted to turn it to a new medium. Yes. Which is the podcast here. So what we're asking is for questions and it could be on a myriad of subjects that if you've ever wanted to ask a pastor, and I'll be honest, if I don't have the answer, maybe on the next podcast, I'll say, let me research it a little bit and we'll come back to it. But um, uh, you don't get this opportunity on a Sunday or on a, at a church service. So this is your opportunity to ask uh, a pastor, not only myself, but Jessica's ordained as well, questions with whatever subject matter you want to ask. And we have, you can ask anonymously you don't need to put your name um, so that there's going to be those types of questions and then there's also uh, the pastors the youth pastors they ask the kids if they have any questions so it's really fun to see the gamut of questions and what's on people's hearts and what's on people's minds that they oh, get to get absolutely. answers absolutely in fact i was a youth pastor for six years back in the 90s and the very first question i got asked was did adam and eve have a belly button and to this day, I don't really have an answer for that one. So I got stumped right that's off the a, bat. That's a good question. That is a good question. That's a good question. Well, I know I'm curious, as we are doing this podcast in 2023, we're first starting the the format for our church Jubilee Bridge is that we have a theme for the year and then we have each month we have a certain focus of study. This year we're going through the fruit of the spirit and the fruits of the spirit um, which means some of our questions will probably begin each podcast highlighting that fruit. And then if they go from there, that's fine. But I'm curious to know, when did you, not all churches have a theme for the year or set focused month kind of studies. When, how did that come about here? I, yeah, at the we started about two and a half years ago. Um, I find it easier to be to have a topic to study around than just to come up with something off the top of my something head. Something Holy Spirit inspired every single. <laughs> uh, let's be honest. So that's a, that's a good point. If you were to, ask, I mean, there's 52 Sundays in a year, 52 Wednesday nights in a year. So potentially, there's well over 100 services for every yeah. church in America church. or around the world. How many of them are truly Holy Ghost inspired sermons? And right. I'll be honest. I probably wouldn't say this on a Sunday morning, but. Uh, I would think probably maybe half a dozen. Yeah. Well, I know you've always been really good about 
mentioning to the congregation, I had something prepared, but I'm throwing it out because the Lord is speaking to me today on this thing. Yes. And, and, and that's, I think that's so important that our pastors are sensitive enough to the Holy Spirit to be able to throw away potentially six, six days worth of study or however long in the moment to be able to deliver what the Lord wants to hear. And let's spoken. be honest, I don't just wad it up in a wastebasket. Uh, save it for you later. Might save it for something else <laughs> down the road. It could come in handy here yeah. or there. So it, it is to be a pastor and a teaching pastor, not in a support role, but to be a pulpit pastor, uh, you must stay creative at all times because you, you could write a hit song and go around the world and sing that hit song everywhere you go, but you can't go around preaching the same sermon week after week. So uh, you must stay creative, but you also must ha- allow the, the Holy Spirit and the Lord to um, have the freedom to drop something in on you. And, and, and I'll be honest, very rarely is it the whole sermon. Usually it's yeah. kind of a, a kernel or a seed of something that's going to blossom out of it. And um, over the years, I've been doing this since 1994, um, over, I know when it's God-inspired, and I know when it's me kind of r- ruminating over a particular idea or not. So I always try to stay open to that. But in this format, I'm very interested to, to see what's on your heart or what's on your mind for your questions regarding things that you've heard. I bet we've all heard a sermon over the years, and instead of solace in your heart or resolve in your spirit, you had more questions in your mind than anything else. Well, this is what this format is for. And like Jessica said, this month is Fruit of the Spirit, and I believe we have a couple questions regarding that. But next month, if you'd like to submit your questions now... It will be on the first of the fruit of the spirit, which is love. Love, and right? it happens to be February, so it was a good choice of focus for that month. Right. So, if you have any questions, and it could be romantic love, it could be uh, brotherly love, and it could be agape love. Whatever your questions regarding the subject of love are, submit them. We would love to 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 take a shot at trying to answer some of those. So, please feel free to submit your questions. So I think uh, Chris, who sent in this first question, has a good good starting point. He says, because it is called the fruit of the spirit and not the fruits of the spirit, is it supposed to um, flow evenly as opposed to like one having a stronger sense than the other? And with that, if if they're all supposed to be <laughs> evenly balanced, can baby Christians produce it without worldly experiences i guess well without worldly so i can see where he's trying to where he's trying to say like i know some of us i don't know we might because of the way that we were raised have an inclination to maybe be more kind or like self-control is a struggle so once you start walking in the fruit of the spirit are we now perfected i <laughs> no I, I get his question too why is it called fruit of the spirit when it's plural why isn't it regarded as fruits of the spirit I think if it was a modern term, it would probably be produce, right? <laughs> right. Um, right. Produce covers a myriad of any type of organic grown types of things. Um, it's it's a very good question. I on this past Sunday, I did. I was taught in seminary that when things are listed in the Bible, they're almost always listed by prominence. Uh, the the most important being up front. So self-control at the end, that's it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, 
may, well, and let's be honest, maybe the Lord's being gracious to, yeah. to us in that because <laughs> he, he she's recognizes right. we're human. And forbearance is on yeah. the lower part of the, of the list, which means to prop things up or to be able to lift things up or to take things. So maybe these are lower on the list because the Lord knows we're flesh and blood. However, the first one on the list is love. Without which you have nothing. You know, so I think, um, yes, even a baby Christian should be able to start sprouting uh, little buds of love from the sinner's prayer or right out of the baptismal water on. I think this is something, and it's not just love for one another. Jesus kind of addresses this in Matthew. He says, uh, even the Pharisees love their own. Right. So um, it's being able to start loving things that perhaps you never gave a second look to or to people that you did not have love for, maybe only tolerance for, or maybe even dislike. Because eventually, once we perfect this more and more and more, we should be able to even love our enemies, mm-hmm. which is, uh, that's easier said than done. So yes, they are, it is fruit of the spirit, but there are numerous fruits. And I think that the goal of a spiritual walk is to try to get as close to perfection Mm-hmm. Right. And I know some people are going to balk at that. And I know some people think, well, wait a minute, isn't this work showing fruit? Yeah. To me, it's more a tree produces something. Yeah. The way I look at it is, um, and I've been thinking about it, is corn produces corn, mm-hmm. apple produces apple. And the word is very clear about that in Genesis, that each will produce after its own kind. Correct. And it's almost as if he's implying the fruit of the spirit. This is the, when you're in the spirit, these these are this is the byproduct love this is this is what it's it's almost like it's not so much as we should strive to be better in these things but if you are walking in that way this is what there should be some right this is the evidence evidence exactly this is this is what you will be producing there should be some of these things in your life and it might even surprise people like like before you were saved and somebody cut you off you would have responded in one way but now that you're saved you give your heart to christ you start going to church somebody cuts you off and you don't respond the same and you kind of go wait what that's surprising. Why didn't I act the way I used to act? Well, it's because you've been given a gift and the gift is this fruit of the spirit, which you've. Right. And, and couldn't we even say Jesus says, I am the vine and you are the branches or another yeah. translation could say, I am the tree or the trunk and you are the branches off of me. So technically, if that's true, then the tree of Jesus Christ's life produced all of these fruit. Amen. Mm-hmm. And if you want to be Christ-like or a Christian, per se, then you should have these fruits um, evident. They yes. should be on the branch of your life. Now, some may be more prominent than others. Um, some fruit grows easier than other fruit. Some fruit is easier to harvest than other fruit. But there should be evidence of all nine of these fruit somewhere, somehow upon your life. Uh, if not, then you might want to reconsider how attached to the vine right. am I truly connected to with Jesus. So excellent Chris, yes. question, Chris. Good job, Thank you. Chris. Thank you. The next question that we have is... And this is, again, in line with the fruit of the spirit. What is the difference between kindness and goodness? And if they are so similar, why do you think it is mentioned twice? Uh, They are in our vernacular. In our modern English, they are almost synonymous. That's true. But in biblical times or when the Bible was being written, 
they had vastly different meanings because Jesus himself says no one is good but the Father, whereas everyone can be kind or to show kindness. So maybe a better translation modernly for goodness might be holiness. Mm, or righteousness. To, or, or righteousness, exactly, to be more uh, Christ-like. Um, but even somebody apart from the Lord can show kindness. Um, so they they are similar today, but when it was written, I do believe they did have different meanings. It's almost like wisdom and understanding. Exactly, are very synonymous today. But in the in the time that they were written, they were they did have different meanings. So I would think if this is true, one of the the fruit of goodness means to be holier, to be mm-hmm. more righteous, mm-hmm. to act differently than the way you would normally have acted. Mm-hmm. Right. Whereas kindness means even in wrath, you can give a good word or you can turn the other cheek. Uh, You can walk an extra mile. You can give the overcoat. That one is others focused where the good. Exactly. One is you. Your inward man needs to be um, to have goodness, perhaps. But to other men, you need to show Kindness. kindness. This would be the difference of these. So if that's true, then they are two separate fruits. Now, they might be similar. Pears are similar to apples. Right. Right. In fact, I can't tell. I was a produce manager, and I can't tell a pear tree from an apple tree just by sight. But once the fruit is shown, mm-hmm. then, or a quince or any of the other type of uh, apple-like fruit, then I can tell there is a difference between the two trees. But just looking at the leaves and the branches, they they almost look identical. And nut trees as well. You know, pecans, or uh, not pecans, uh, pistachios look very similar to an olive tr- uh, almond tree, excuse me. And just by sight, they might be hard to separate. But once they start budding and fruiting, then... They are easily discernible. I think that's the same thing with goodness and kindness. It's in our day and age, they are almost simil- almost the same. You're right in your question. Whoever wrote that, Miss Anonymous. Unknown. No, no name. <laughs> no name. So, But thank you for that question. Just realize for when ink went to paper or papyrus in the day, uh, it, they did have two different meanings. Yeah. Okay. As we go on to, we have... If you when you come into the building, I'm just I'm not going to say if when you come to yes. this place and assemble in the building, we have a pack, a stack of cards that you can fill out and leave it in the lobby for the Ask Adam questions. Uh, I think that these next two questions, they're brought to us from the youth in Love Pastor it. Harold's office. So I would highly encourage anybody to ask questions in all age brackets. Um, the first question, and I can see why it's probably on their heart, is children and even going through this in my own personal experience now, they all interpret and they handle grief in different ways. The question from the youth is, can you pray for the dead? And I'm sure somebody's probably missing a loved one, a grandma or grandpa or aunt or uncle or something. And then how do you pray for the dead? So the question is, can you pray for the dead? And if you did, how could you? Well, if you were raised Catholic, obviously this is a big traditional tenant of belief amongst the Catholic Church. Uh, however, this would be one of the issues that Martin Luther in 1588 would create the, the Reformation or let's reform what the Bible ta- talks about because the Bible says nothing about this. Jesus on the cross says, you know, into your hands I commit my spirit. In other words, once I'm gone, I belong to the Father. And once your loved one is gone, 
you belong to the Father. In Martin Luther's time, and I know this is the youth asking the question, but it's actually a deeper question. You could pay money. It was called an indulgence. You could actually pay money for a deceased loved one to make heaven. Mm. Right? And uh, depending on how bad they were, the more money you would have to pay. Uh, This bothered Martin Luther, who was a Catholic uh, Catholic priest, and said there's no basis of scripture that backs this notion up. In fact, it seems to be almost a money grab to uh, the church of the time. And this mm-hmm. was one of his 88 um, protests, we get the word Protestant out of this, that he was against. So uh, once they're gone, they're gone. They're, you step out of a body, you're a spirit, and you belong to, you go before the judgment of, of God. and once there, I think we can give thanks, we can remember, we can commemorate, and we can certainly love their memories, but once they've departed, they have departed. Um, I think I've always, I've done numerous funerals, and um, I've always said, have mercy on, on their soul, and I would say that even at my own. And I know that we have a rather large Hispanic community and following here at the bridge, and I know that they have re- uh, remembering the dead and mm-hmm. Dia del Muerto and like having these moments, which is, I believe it is right to honor our past and those that have come before us, but I do think that we need to be cautious of idolatry or, or like putting our putting our hope in the wrong places if we start to seek out our relatives instead of the father instead of Christ because we do have to remember that he's in whoever it is is in their hands and so yeah well we all have to work out our own salvation through fear and trembling yeah. the Bible says Jesus says if you want to follow me pick up your cross daily and you know and follow me so yeah. it and then, and there's I know there's some um, like there's some religions that believe that you can baptize for the dead. There's some that believe that you can pray for them to get into heaven, like you said, with the indulgences. But um, at the end of the day, <laughs> well, it's 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 you, your deeds, your words, yeah. your actions and the Lord. That's what it and is. It, it does say to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And I do believe that we're all going to be able to make that. He'll make it available for us individually. Well, the Bible says that on that day of judgment, you want to hear the words, enter in, good good and and faithful faithful servant. servant. It doesn't say, stand over here and let's wait and see how much of your family prays for you. And I'm not making light of this, but, Mm -hmm. and let's be honest, how did this even, this notion arise? It's because we've all had loved ones or friends Mm -hmm. or or people in our lives that once they went, you were like, oof. Yeah. And you want (sighs) to try to stay connected. But I do also think, and and I was, uh, as we were talking the Lord Jesus wants us to remain in the consciousness of the living. He, he our mission here is to reach out to those that are That's here. Well said, yes. And the living is where the Lord wants us. And so when we focus on death or dying or those that have preceded us instead of just a quick memorance or a thank you, thank you, Lord, for this person having been in my life, it will, it's often a way that we can become distracted when we meditate too long on that and not on who's right in front of us right now. Or what the, what the purpose of living is, of living is, is to win souls and to, and to minister the gospel, make disciples. So just whoever, whoever sent that wonderful question in from the youth, uh, we admire you and we're glad that you had somebody that you love so much if that's why you're asking but let's all let's focus on the living and see what we can do here while we're still here there's a purpose for us on this earth still those of us that there's a meaning to life absolutely 
Next question from the youth is, what is Jehovah and where did it come from? See, again, these youth questions, this sounds these simple, the, I know. <laughs> but it's actually a very convoluted question. <laughs> yes. Because the... the the name of the them name all Jehovah <laughs> actually does not exist. There's no and because there's no J in Hebrew. Right. It's Yahweh. And somehow, some way it gets translated into English as Jehovah. And every time I go to Israel, I'm always reminded by my Hebrew friends over there that it's it's a misnomer. It's it's not a correct terminology to use the word. Jehovah. Yahweh, by the way, was so holy, you were not allowed to pronounce it mm-hmm. out loud. You mm-hmm. could say it in your heart or in your mind, but you weren't allowed to say it out loud. So it is a poor English translation of the word or the name Yahweh, but which is one of the names, which was the first name that God gave to Moses from the burning bush. Mm-hmm. He was only known as Adonai before that. Mm-hmm. So from the early part of Exodus, all of a sudden we get this new clue or this new look at this holy figure. And he gives this name again, for lack of a better translation of Jehovah or Yahweh. So it is one of it's not. Let me let me rephrase that. It is the name of God, and the other ones are just other subnames. It is the holiest name of God. Yahweh. Yahweh. Yeah. Correct. So where does when you go through El Shaddai and they've got the, the, you know, the commentary of all the different names, where does like Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Sidkenu, where did that come in being in front of Jireh? And yeah, well, at times it, it does say like, I am the Lord who supplies your needs or I right. was the Lord who fought your battles. Right. So he starts himself starts giving these other names and they've kind of stuck, but they're all byproducts of that holiest okay. of holiest of, of names. So to get back to the, there's no J's. That's why people, you hear people say Yeshua. Mm-hmm. So technically Jesus, the name Jesus is a bad translation into English okay. of the word Yeshua. Cause there, again, there's no J's in Hebrew or the J sound. Anyway, uh, yeah, they're all names of the Lord. They are all at times the the subnames that you were just getting into, whether uh, Jehovah Rapha, Nisi, all of them. They um, are always at the end of a story, usually of where God did something, where He's the God of breakthroughs, or He's the God of the healing, He's the God of who supplies all your needs, He's the God, and and there's we can go down the line with all those, but again, they're all. They're all branches off of that great tree of Yahweh, which I like because up until then he was Adonai, which just means Lord, mm. which is kind of not a very descriptive name. It's it's like the Germanic God. Yes, it's, it's just more of a title mm-hmm. than a name. I have a title. I'm Reverend Bernal if I'm down at City Hall, mm-hmm. but my grandkids or my Kids don't call me Reverend when right. I'm at home. Granted, I have that title, but when I'm at home, they call me Dad or Grandpa or, or um, you know, the open wallet at times. <laughs> but whatever they, you know. Uh, so when but we the start, point is that when you have need, when they have, they have need, need, they call upon a different exactly aspect of an attribute you. of me, and that's what these different names create. Um, are are created from different attributes of God, that he is more than just, he's way more than Adonai. Mm -hmm. He's way more than Yahweh. 
But amongst the leaves of Yahweh, you can find Yahweh in any aspect of trouble, distress, or need you are in. Yahweh will supply that need. And I think that as we did, this is probably the right question to end on this week because we have all those different attributes of the, the fruit of the spirit. And some of us are going to need a little more self-control. Some of us might need a little more gentleness, but we, we can call upon the spirit to fill us in where we are lacking. Absolutely. And let's remember those nine fruit that Paul talks about is not a farmer's market for us to peruse and see which ones we like. Right. You are not the consumer if you're a believer. You should be the provider yeah. of these nine fruit. And how good is it that he didn't just finish it by saying, well, the fruit of the spirit is love, and then have that have us try to figure out all the different ways that love fits into the picture, but yet he goes on to list eight more things that, that look, it's, there's more. There's always more. There's, God always, is, there's more. always more. <laughs> and if you're interested what the others are, if you don't know, it's Galatians 5, 22 to 24. Peruse it yourself, read it, and eventually we must live it. Live it. So thank you everybody for tuning in to this first ever episode of Ask Adam, the podcast. We look forward to coming back to you each month with a new episode and we look forward to seeing you in church, online, and don't forget to like, subscribe, all those things to our YouTube channel and to Facebook Live. We're right there if you ever need any more. Yep, we're here for you. If you have questions, you can't be in the building, you can always put them in the comments on any of our channels or you could email them directly to the church and we look forward to wrestling with these questions and having a little bit of fun here and talking a little bit about the Bible and church and God. And I just want you to know, again, just like Jessica said, thank you so much for listening. We love you. Praying for you.